Hello again, and welcome back to Celebrating 60-something. I say welcome back because it seems like such a long time since I recorded my last podcast. I recorded a couple of extra in a row because I thought at the time I would be in Hawaii. Turns out that I didn't go to Hawaii. Why? Because I tested positive for COVID. But I didn't really have COVID. But it's a long story. If you want to read more about it, you can do so on my blog at celebrating60something.com. Like I said, it's been a long time since my last podcast, and I've been busy, and I've experienced a few changes in my life, and I'm going to probably talk about those on a future episode. COVID is clearing out, things are opening up, travel is picking up, and I am hopeful that it's going to be an amazing summer. But in the meantime, it is May. May is my favorite month of the year. I love May for a million different reasons. Well, because everything's green and all the flowers are in full bloom. The temperatures are wonderful and I love sleeping with my windows open so I can hear the birds in the early morning. The sun is warm, but it's not hot. The weeds haven't taken over along the side of the highways or around the scrub oak trees in my backyard. The beautiful Rocky Mountains are still snow-capped, but the trees and grasses on the rest of the mountains are a beautiful green color. The mosquitoes are nowhere to be found, yet, and the flies have not invaded the parks and canyons or our outdoor barbecues. All is perfect. I love May, and I hope you experience a glorious month of May. Today, I wanted to address a suggestion I've received more than once as a topic of discussion on this podcast. It ranks right up there with pantyhose and leggings, so I'm sure you're going to be on the edge of your seat. So, let's just get to it, okay? Hair was a big thing in the 70s. I don't mean big hair was a thing. It wasn't. Well, except for Farrah Fawcett. She had big hair, and she was beautiful, and all the guys loved her and had her poster hanging on their walls. Hair in the 70s was long and straight, at least in the early 70s. I remember my sister ironing her hair to make it even straighter. I was in college in the 70s and was a member of the halftime performing drill team, and it was a drill team for sure. Square turns on corners, head flips, and the required short hair. We were required to have it short, and I had not had short hair since I was in the 8th grade, and it was hideous back then, by the way. So, I had to cut my hair, and it was hideous again, by the way. I did not know how to work with my thick, full head of hair when it was short. It was always hanging in my eyes, and it never looked quite right. When I moved on from that drill team, I grew my hair out long as quick as I could. My husband, along with most husbands, well, most men in general, I would venture to say, like long hair. Long hair is youthful, it's sexy, it's flowing and soft, and men like it for all the same reasons that they like high heels and dresses, because it looks feminine. I've cut my hair short a few times over the years, well, a lot of times actually, and my husband has never liked it. He still doesn't, which brings me to my discussion topic today. Does long hair look good on older women? Are we required, in quotes, to cut our hair when we turn 50? Or has the age for short hair moved to 60? And what about 70? Christopher Hopkins, you know, the makeover guy, he has it right when he says it's not really about age. As a young girl, I don't remember hardly ever seeing an older woman with long hair, and if we ever did, she had it pulled back in a low ponytail and didn't really do anything with it. 
women just did not have long hair after 40 in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. It was always short, with a perm. And it was curled and backcombed, or ratted as we called it, and smoothed over the top. A nice helmet head. It didn't move, and it was covered with a thick layer of shellac hairspray. But things began to change in the 70s. I still don't remember too many older women with longer hair, but women in their 40s began wearing it longer. And in the 70s, someone in their 40s was an older woman to me. Like Gloria Steinem. She's a perfect example. And she was an outspoken feminist, so that alone gave women permission to wear longer hair later in life. Knowing that Ms. Steinem is 87 years old now makes me feel really, really old. But her hair is still down to her shoulders, and it looks great. While many of us associate long hair with youth, wearing it like we did in the 60s and 70s, straight and flat, actually can make us look older. Straight hair also looks less voluminous than hair with a little bit of body to it. And the older we get, the more we lose the natural volume that we had in our youth. However, long hair after 50 doesn't automatically make us look older, but since hair thins as we age, we need to pump it up a bit, add some volume. We do that with layers and movement around the face. A side part also helps, but flat iron styles are just too harsh and tends to draw your features down. Well, so says the hair experts, but I can think of two friends of mine right off the bat who have shoulder length or longer hair, and it looks great on them. So there's that. Michelle Pfeiffer, Goldie Hawn, Jane Seymour, Christy Brinkley. There are a lot of celebrities who have long, lush, and lovely hair that shows that we can have gorgeous hair in our 60s. But the key is in the health of our hair. Your hair needs to be healthy to be long and look good. If it's super thin and straggly, a blunt cut is better. Maybe a shorter bob, but simple classic long bobs and regular bobs are amazingly gorgeous on older women too. So it comes down to a combination of things. It's a combination of how young you appear, hair quality and health, and whether longer hair even looks good on you at all, regardless of your age. If you've never looked good in long hair, you likely won't look good in long hair at this stage of life either. But if you've always had long hair and it's still holding out pretty well, meaning it's thick and shiny and can be worn without a lot of what looks like work and bother, then more than likely you can still wear it well. So go for it if you're considering it. Celebrate your long, lovely locks. But short styles can look attractive too. Let's not diss on the short styles. In fact, a short pixie haircut is the recommended haircut for most women in their 60s and 70s. It usually works well with thinner hair. It shows off your ears and those adorable dangly earrings with longer hair at the top. And it can make you look younger by bringing out your features, especially your cheekbones and eyes. So what about color? Is there a preferred color? Well, a third of all men in a poll that was taken said brown hair was the most attractive color and 28.6% said they prefer black hair. That means that of the total polled, 59.7% said they prefer women with dark hair. When it comes to women with other hair colors, 29.5% of men preferred blondes and 8.8% .8 of men preferred redheads. But so what? It doesn't matter what men think of your hairstyle and hair color more than what you think of your hairstyle and hair color. Whenever I have a hair appointment, my husband says as I walk out the door, don't cut your hair. 
But I do. Sometimes I cut it really short. Sometimes I let it grow out long. Sometimes it's dark brown and sometimes I have light highlights in it. It depends on the season, depends on how difficult it is to manage at the time and how to make it look decent. And sometimes it's just my mood. It grows back and I just like changing things up a bit. But there is one thing that I have not committed to yet. Going gray. I'm not sure why. It just seems like a bridge I'm afraid to cross over because when I do, I can't cross back. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. Gray hair just seems like such a defining thing. Women who have gone gray say it's very liberating and freeing. No more hair coloring, worrying about roots growing out, looking too toned, or trying to match colors. It's just natural, and I have to admit, it sounds pretty inviting. I'm not all that gray yet. My mother truly did not go gray until she was in her 70s, and although I have some gray hair, I don't have a lot for my age. So, my tendency is to go with my dark hair as long as I can before it begins to look strange. And, and this is just my opinion, it begins to look strange when a woman is walking with a cane, hunched over with osteoporosis, wearing sensible shoes, and has black or brown hair without a gray hair in sight. By that point, you are not fooling anybody, so you might as well stop trying. But then again, it's up to you. I have known blonde-haired women who have managed to pull off staying blonde for longer than usual, but even then, it doesn't always work. To everything there is a season, ladies, and if you are past 80, your season has probably come. Now don't hold me to that, because when the time comes, I know it's going to be really hard for me to cross that bridge. Which brings me to another bridge I might have to cross soon. But again, we'll see. When does a woman stop wearing high-heeled shoes? I personally think women look better in shoes with a little heel to them, especially when wearing a dress, a skirt, or dress slacks. Flats are good for some outfits, but you just can't get really dressed up and wear flats. And I still love to get dressed up. However, I am smart enough to know that many women begin to have balance issues at my age. Other women have feet issues that prevent them from wearing high-heeled shoes. I actually was one of those women. Well, truth to be told, I am still one of those women, but I'm not ready to purchase the sensible shoes I remember my grandmother wearing when she was younger than I am, even though I have had numerous foot surgeries. And maybe that's why. I inherited my mother's foot bunions, and wearing cute shoes was getting harder and harder. My feet were killing me because at that time, no shoes accommodated a wider width. I went for the surgery and had them removed. It was horrible, by the way. The removal of them caused other foot issues that included a fused toe and a lump on the bottom of my foot. But like Cinderella herself, I could now slip my foot into a dainty pair of heels. Although not pain-free, it was so much better than it had been that I was happy and I went on a shoe binge that lasted for a few years. I love shoes, but I am not as frivolous about them as I used to be. Now at my age, I still wear heels up to three inches high, but like a cautious drinker, I know my limits. I don't want to teeter around at 60-something, possibly twist an ankle or, heaven forbid, topple over at a slight loss of balance. However, when we moved my mother to an assisted living facility, she was 85 years old. While most of the women there toddled around the community hall wearing their polyester pants with elastic waistbands and their sturdy but comfortable shoes, one elegant lady was dressed to the nines every time I saw her. She had on a beautiful dress or a nice pair of slacks, and yes, she had on heels. 
not just three-inch heels she had on heels, every single time. She was 92 years old, and she didn't toddle. She floated, probably from years of practice. And I might add, seemed to enjoy the company of a man who was often seated next to her on the couch. I swore then that I was going to be just like her as I aged, but that was 15 years ago. So, am I being silly? Is it time to huck the heels? I thought I would take a look online. Well, apparently this is a question that many women have because one answer from a girl named Catherine has been viewed 7.9 million times. Catherine says, Seriously, have I missed something here? What on earth does a woman's age have to do with her shoes? Or any other item of clothing for that matter? She should stop wearing them whenever and if ever she chooses to stop. If she wants to wear them, what does it have to do with anybody else anyway? Well, Catherine, that's true, and I agree. Janet said, If I have to be pushed in a wheelchair and live to be in my 90s, I'll be in stilettos. There is no age to stop, in my opinion. Well, Janet, that might be a little weird. But I think my three-inch thicker heels are going to be around for another year or two at least. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Even though I found heels listed in an article titled, what not to wear after 50. But really now, heels are included on the same list as crop tops, hot pants, and ripped jeans? Sorry, I am not buying it. Stilettos are probably out the window, but a three-inch heel or smaller, I'm in. And who makes the rules anyway? So ladies, the takeaway from all this is that age is just a number. Some people are old at 20, others are youthful at 80. And living according to someone else's arbitrary expectations at any age is ridiculous. You do you and celebrate every minute of it. And if that means wearing your hair long down your back, keeping it colored bright red, or wearing heels, enjoy it. I've seen worse things on 20-year-olds. Trust me. Well, that does it today. If you have any comments, you're welcome to leave me a comment on the website at celebrating60something.com or you can send me a personal email at celebrating60something at gmail.com and 60 in this case is spelled out S-I-X-T-Y. I hope you go out there, you enjoy the month of May, I hope you have something fabulous planned and I hope that you will be here again in a couple of weeks when we have another episode of Celebrating 60-something. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.